Welcome to the New Mexico News Podcast, headlines and stories from the land of enchantment. Brought to you by KRQE. Here's Chris McKee and Gabrielle Burkhart. It's New Mexico's premier event, something that in a lot of our minds has helped really define the state of New Mexico. The Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta is back for the first time in two years. And just saying that sounds a little strange to me, two years without Fiesta. It's hard to believe, but I guess the question is, so is it back to normal for Balloon Fiesta this year? I guess as normal as it can be for a still happening pandemic. A longtime spokesman for the Fiesta, Tom Garrity, joins us here. Tom, thanks for being here. You bet. Pleasure to be here, especially on the inaugural episode. This is yes. great. Yes, we are glad to have you. Somebody who you've, you've spoken to us for so many years about, about Balloon Fiesta. What was it like to take a break from Fiesta for now what we've said is two years? You know, uh, last October, I actually got out and enjoyed New Mexico during the month of October. It was just simply, you know, the fall last year, you know, even though it was very, you know, unique in different circumstances, everybody kind of took a, a little bit of a break and we just kind of took a deep breath. You know, of course, we didn't know we were going to be taking that deep breath until about, you know, the June, July timeframe of 2020. But, you know, we just it was like dusting off the old plans and, uh, you know, really kind of putting our nose down to, you know, focus on launching the 49th event. Finally, (laughs) you've been a part of and seen and witnessed so many fiestas over the years. You know, it's kind of hard. It's like one of those things where you don't know what you miss until it's gone and not having one for a year. If you could at all give our listeners a little bit of perspective, like how important is it not only, you know, to have the balloons and see them flying in the air, but how important is Fiesta for the state of New Mexico? You know, it is important for a number of reasons. One, it's iconic. You know, it is literally one of the great calling cards for the state of New Mexico. And so we need to reestablish our presence as, you know, of having balloons in the air. The second is, is just the, you know, the economic impact that's generated, not just here in Albuquerque, but, you know, throughout the state. Uh, You know, it has an uh, $186 million uh, economic impact in the state. And, you know, a lot of the beneficiaries of that are hotels. There are restaurants, there are other attractions like museums. And, you know, when we look back at the last year, year and a half, last 18 months, those are the industries that have really been impacted the most. So, you know, as, a, uh, as an Albuquerque resident, uh, someone who is just absolutely uh, tied into the tourism and the visitor industry, uh, you know, we need this event to be successful on so many levels, but also for all the businesses in our tourism industry. Was anyone pushing you to still have the event? You know, whether that may have been uh, local politicians or community groups saying, hey, look, you know, this is such an important thing for us. You've got to do it. Obviously, there are safety concerns, but did you ever feel that pressure that maybe we've really got to try to do something last year. I'm, I'm not aware of any pressure from external forces. The pressure was all internal. I mean, we knew, just as we know now, uh, New Mexico needs this event. Uh, you know, so many small businesses were impacted as a result of the public health orders, you know, because people, you know, we just didn't know a whole lot then as like we do now. Uh, but uh, no, the pressure was just internal of, you know, gosh, you know, how do we stage an event? How do we stage an event without becoming a super spreader event? Uh, you know, so a lot of these questions, a lot of soul searching, and eventually it just came to a point of it was like, okay, you know, it, there comes a time you have to fish and cut bait. And for Balloon Fiesta last year, it was in, uh, you know, 20, it was in uh, the end of June. 
And so that's when we made the announcement just for, before the 4th of July to postpone to 2021. So here we are in 2021. Balloon Fiesta has made a full return to Albuquerque, um, you know, where we bring in international pilots, people from around the globe come. So how did you arrive on the decision to, I know that in the COVID safe practices for this year's Balloon Fiesta, guests are required to wear masks indoors and any crowded outdoor setting, which we all know is usually the field. Um, but how did you arrive on those COVID safe practices versus, you know, requiring something like proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test that we've seen at like the state fair this year? Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, I can tell you that uh, when we started looking at the event as a whole and, you know, the the masks in indoor places is actually a response to the public health order that's currently in place. So we wanted to make sure that whatever Balloon Fiesta did is that we're following the law. And then, you know, in crowded outdoor spaces, that goes above and beyond the public health order. And it's actually one of the recommendations from the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC. And so, you know, those were the things that we wanted to be able to do. Balloon Fiesta's response also included, uh, you know, how can we make the on-field experience uh, just make people feel safer? Uh, and things that actually work. So we have, uh, for the first time, 100% uh, cashless or touchless options. So <laughs> no, no cashless, but we'll, we'll accept cash as well as uh, you know the electronic versions. And we'll have those options available at the gates of Balloon Fiesta, as well as for all of our vendors internally. Uh, and then we also spread out our special shapes. This year, we're going to have 84 special shape balloons. And, you know, typically they'd all be on the three rows up and down Main Street, right? People would be crowded around. They'd be crowded for the breakfast burrito. We thought, you know what? We probably could spread everything out. And so one of the balloons that's going to be spread out a little bit more is Airbell. Uh, Airbell and a lot of the other popular special shaped balloons. We have 83 acres. Let's use it. So we're actually going to have those 83 spread throughout the throughout the balloon park, uh, and uh, which will we think will disperse the crowd a little bit more. I know some people are going to look at the event and just sort of think that perhaps the vaccination requirement should be there. What do you say to those folks who maybe might be disappointed that they're not seeing a vaccine requirement for such a big event like this? It's a great question. Uh, it's one that was you know, discussed internally within Balloon Fiesta. Uh, you know, it really comes down to, you know, we stage events, Balloon Fiesta stages events. We're not public health experts, so we'll rely on the experts. And if the state really wanted to be able to see some kind of restrictions along those lines, uh, they would have implemented them and we would have followed them. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions. Uh, our focus is, you know, let's stage a safe event, follow the law and go a little bit above it as well. There are a few events that are kind of missing this year out of concern. What are the events that are missing this year and how come? Yeah. You know, so back in January, uh, the boards, you know, said, you know what, let's just make the right decision. And so uh, one is the music fiesta, uh, you know, just a, a, a outdoors. Yes. But a lot of people in a small area, not good. At least we didn't think so at the time. Uh, and so music fiesta has been postponed. Uh, and then we also have the, uh, the balloon discovery center, uh, which is very popular amongst school children. And so, you know, with uh, that being a very high touch environment, uh, we just decided high touch inside a tent, um, not a wise idea. Let's go ahead and postpone it for next year. 
Do you see those maybe coming back in 2022? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, of course, 2022 is the 50th event. And so, you know, there's going to be a lot of focus on, you know, different things. But I'm, I'm sure as the board does each year, they look at and, and they see what worked, what didn't work, uh, and they make adjustments on, you know, what will be back. So we have plenty of time. Do you yourself and organizers believe that this year will be as big or even bigger than 2019? We set a new world record in 2019 uh, with the uh, 543 hot air balloons. We became the largest outdoor balloon ascent. Uh, we looked to the north and uh, in Colorado Springs, they have a smaller event with about 80 balloons and they were absolutely packed to the gills. Um, you know, you, you look at, you know, different college football stadiums uh, is another kind of telltale for us. Uh, you know, and you see, you know, some stadiums are filled, some stadiums are empty, uh, regardless of how the teams are doing. Uh, and so, you know, we, we really don't have an expectation. We just want to be able to put on a quality event. And if crowds result uh, as a result of a quality event, then that's, that's even better. Along those lines, I know that crowds in this case are a good thing, like economically and for the event. Does, does any of it make you nervous at all that we're still kind of in, in a pandemic? I know a lot of people's behaviors might change and comfortability, but it seems like a lot of people are ready to be outside and, and have these experiences again. You know, we have a vested interest in making sure that all of our guests who are here for the 49th event are here for the 50th event. And so we, we want to make sure that we have a safe event. Um, and that's why, you know, the number of hand sanitizers have been increased across the field. Uh, we have all of our restrooms and remote restrooms, all with hand sanitizer in it as well. Uh, the cashless options we talked about before. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that we're very sensitive to people's concerns. Uh, but at the same point in time, we want to make sure that we're putting on, uh, you know, a very, you know, world-class event that people come to expect. What's the one thing you're looking forward to the most? You know, I'm looking forward to the competition days. Uh, it's always been one of my, I mean, obviously I'm looking forward to the mass ascensions. Who doesn't, right? But one of my favorite events is uh, is coming up on Thursday and Friday of Balloon Fiesta. And that's a, those are the ring toss competitions. And, you know, just really standing on that southern edge of the, of the target area and having the balloons flying towards you. Um, I've always enjoyed that because, you know, we, with the mass ascensions and the balloon glows, which is a strong second, I can't wait for the balloon glows too. Um, you know, the balloons will leave and, you know, they'll depart and hopefully catch the box to fly back over. But to have like 200 plus balloons coming at you, that's pretty cool. That's what I'm looking forward to. Fiesta, of course, doesn't work without the pilots. Hundreds of them are needed to get that beautiful balloon-filled sky that makes the event so memorable. Scott Appleman is one of those pilots who's been there from the start. He's the founder and president of Rainbow Riders, which is the largest balloon ride company in the U.S. They're well-known at each fiesta. If you live in New Mexico, you've definitely seen the Rainbow Rider balloons. And for decades, they've had a big line of balloons launching from the field. So first, Scott, you've been in the mix for a long time, various events since the fiesta started. How would you summarize like your ties to Balloon Fiesta? Golly, I was, I was at the very first Balloon Fiesta in 1971 when I was 12 years old. I cut class. Um, and uh, went out and helped crew um, over at the state fairgrounds. So, you know, it's been in my blood forever. Um, as far as the last 39 years go, um, as a participant, um, on the board of directors, as a volunteer, um, as a pilot, of course, um, as our official ride concessionaire, 
a sponsor, supporter, everything that I possibly can do. Balloon Fiesta is an amazing event. We have so much fun. It's so New Mexico. And uh, it's quite a privilege for us to be associated and to have helped be part of its growth over the years. Yeah. And if any of our listeners are outside of New Mexico, this is this event is huge. We're talking hun- like over 500 balloons floating in the skies and hundreds of thousands of people who come from across the globe to watch this event. Yeah. And realizing it's also the single largest economic event that happens in the state of New Mexico. Your life has been built around ballooning. You know, it's, it's core to what you do to survive financially and to, you know, sort of support yourself. But on a personal level, you know, when I think business aside, how much do you sort of miss and look forward to Balloon Fiesta? I mean, 39 years of doing this, it's still like the first year every year. Um, going to Balloon Fiesta, I mean, I'm, I, I can't wait for it to be there. You know, um, uh, I love the Balloon Fiesta, just the excitement, getting to see all of our friends, um, flying the balloons, seeing the community come out. The vendors, the concessionaires, um, you know, it's, it is just the, the missing of it last year was, um, well, it was significant. It, it created a void, you know, that would be a lot like to me saying, well, there's no green chili that was cooked uh, that year. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's like unimaginable. Wait, balloon fiesta, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, so, you know, actually last year we did get to do, you know, we came out and flew and stuff like that. Um, but, uh. You know, it was nothing like actually being at the field with everybody and having everybody being out there enjoying themselves. Take me back to that June 2020 when you heard that official announcement. Perhaps you caught wind that maybe it wasn't going to happen before they made that announcement. But when it sort of became official, what did you think? I understood it. Um, You know, the Balloon Fiesta is a huge economic investment um, to set up and everything. And this is nothing that could just be... They were getting to the point where they had to decide whether or not they could invest the money into the stuff that was going to go into that year's event or not. Um, There was so much unknown in all of our lives, not just the Balloon Fiesta, all of us. I mean, it took me three or four weeks to realize, like, what? We're closing down? What what, what is going on? So, you know, the year of 2020 was so... mm, Boy, nothing was constant except for change. Um, Right. And it wasn't necessarily that much fun. You were among the ballooning community with Rainbow Riders who did try to do some launching last October. What was that like? How did that play out? Um, you know, we were doing flights out of Cottonwood Mall. Um, and it played out really well, to be honest with you. We flew across the west side. We had a terrific time. We had passengers going out. Some of our corporate clients said, go ahead, take the balloons. You know, and let's, let's just go do something that where we can make people smile again. You know, we did it with the COVID safe, uh, COVID safe uh, procedures that we've developed with, of course, masking, lower loads, you know, of, of people in the balloons, the vans. We had vinyl drapes put up there. We did everything that we could to accommodate for the times of what was given. Um, and, and it really shocked us as to how many people were out there ready to go. And they were all strewed about on, on Coors Boulevard. And it was it was pretty cool. Just as a resident of New Mexico, it was so nice and kind of almost refreshing to see the balloons flying in the sky. Some degree of normal came back for a few days. People wanted that back so much because of what had happened with the pandemic and, and the business shutdowns and sort of the reopening and then closing again. And broadly, you know, we know most businesses took a hit, an economic one, particularly ones like, like yours in ballooning, which is sort of tied to tourism, hospitality, events. Those types of businesses took a big hit in 2020. And I I just wanted to ask about, 
your industry broadly? Because I know you have a pulse of, of so many people that you know in the ballooning community. So how much of an effect was 2020 and the pandemic on the ballooning industry? This has been like a roller coaster. Okay, so obviously in 2020, we had a shutdown uh, here in New Mexico for about 90 days. Uh, we were very proactive of being able to get up back up in the air. When we could finally get up, there was people that wanted to go. Tourism was our main stream of clientele that comes in for our New Mexico market. So that really got hit. The bottom line is, is that in 2020, the sales for Rainbow Riders fell 60, 60%. Um, now, the roller coaster, going back up. 2021 is probably 140% above 2019. Wow. Wow. Um, all three of our markets, I mean, it has, it's been amazing. Um, people want to be out. They've had enough. They want to be outside. They want to experience things. They don't want to talk about, oh, I should go, I should go do this one of these days. Um, so we saw those bucket lists being filled because of the experiences that everybody went through. Um, so it's been, um, it's been great for business this year. Last year, I just sat there, just I couldn't sleep. I'm up at two o'clock doing things. I don't know what I was doing, but I was certainly not sleeping. Right. But you know, I'm sure I was figuring something out on the computer to fix all this. Right. <laughs> right. As, as we all were kind yeah. of trying to figure out, but what if this and what if that? And yeah, exactly. how do we make something work? Yeah, yeah. And I felt so, so bad for my staff. Um, you know, I'm sitting there and I'll send an email or something like that saying, okay, blah, 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 blah. And then the worst part is they'd answer at 3.30. Oh no! So, <laughs> so they're up just like you are. Yeah, yeah you know our, our team here at Rainbow Riders is incredibly dedicated. And they're they're we all live, eat, and breathe it. You know, this is a lifestyle, a cultural um, decision that we make, and uh, you know we're one big dysfunctional family. Did you have to lay off any staff members, or what? What did your crew do during 2020? Yeah, we had to lay off some uh, when it was all closed up. Um, when the, I, I will say um, the PPP um, process. Um, you know, we had 80 employees when um, everything started. We went down to about 25. Uh, we're back up above the 80 right now. Wow. But the PPP process, absolutely, without a doubt, saved this company. Um, you know, we're one of the few companies that has all of our pilots and our staff as employees and stuff like that. So we qualified for some of those government aids that really absolutely made a huge difference in where we're at. What's your projection or outlook for how big you think this Fiesta will be? Well, I can give you some really good uh, data on this because we just got done producing the uh, Colorado Springs uh, Labor Day liftoff on Labor Day weekend. If that is any indication, this will be bigger than ever before. Colorado Springs, we had over 200,000 people come through the field with 80 balloons participate. People are ready to be out. You know, we talk about Balloon Fiesta. Look, I, I think that what everybody needs to do is to say, what are you comfortable with being at? Yeah, there's going to be 100,000 people there, in my opinion. And they're going to be excited. And, you know, there's a lot of space on that field. If you're not comfortable coming to the field, you can hang out, you know, outside the field or watch the balloons go from there. Of course, you're not going to get the full Fiesta experience that way. My opinion um, there'll probably be less international entries as a result of some of the restrictions and challenges there. We've been sold out since June for balloon rides. Wow. So there's pent-up demand, and people are coming. So And we, it is outside, so I think oh people yeah. feel a lot more comfortable, like, you know, doing things outdoors from at least what we know and understand now. We got a little glimmer of this maybe at the beginning of our conversation here. But to ask you in a very direct question, 
why is Balloon Fiesta important to Albuquerque? Balloon Fiesta has helped define the city of Albuquerque. We have incredibly rich culture and history. A part of that culture and history is hot air ballooning. All the way back from when Sid Cutter did the birthday party for his mom out there at the airport in the late 60s. And then modern day ballooning started here in Albuquerque. This is something that is truly Albuquerque born, supported and raised. We operate in several other towns. I can absolutely assure you there's good community support there for ballooning, but not like Albuquerque. You know, I've flown here for 39 years. Um, I've got tens of thousands of flights here. Landing in somebody's backyard in Albuquerque or in their neighborhood, eh, they'll walk by and go, hey, how's it going? You do that in Phoenix or you do it in Colorado Springs, you're going to have a few authorities with flashing lights showing up. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Yeah, you know, so it's the culture here. The people just, uh, they're, they're so supportive of it. Uh, Balloon Fiesta has done a marvelous job on promoting the X marks a spot. You know, in the 39 years, all the growth and development, there's less landing sites. You know, here's a launch site that's on the north end of a major metro area. Um, so, you know, having that support is vital to the sustainability and uh, making sure that we can keep going with Fiesta as we know it. What do you want people to take away from this year's event after not having a balloon Fiesta in Albuquerque for two years? I guess we could all say that it will make us appreciate what we missed. You know, we never really do appreciate the things that we have until they're gone at times. And um, I know that uh, our team is so excited um, and the energy around the shop and everything going on. Um, and, and all the people coming over and stuff. So uh, take in the experience. Um, nothing is given. Nothing should be taken for granted. Let's enjoy this. You know, last year taught us a lot about, should have taught us a lot about what we should be doing as individuals, and that's to seize the moment. Yeah, last year certainly taught, I think, everybody about what they value for sure. And it's very clear to me, you value ballooning a lot and value it here in this community. So It'll be cool to see you guys out there. It's weird. I've done this for a long time. I still get chills talking about it. Does anything worry you about this year? Are you like, no, let's get out there. Let's do this. Of the 500 balloons that'll be out there, 48 are under our management and ownership. So if I'm worried about anything, it's that. You know, um, people out flying and doing that and that risk. Um, I want people to come out and have a good time. Have some patience. Be respectful. Be courteous to the people you're standing next to. Don't. Don't be mean. And, Just and, be nice. <laughs> and, and we've seen a lot of mean things happen, and it's like, stop. There is no reason. This is a happy sport for a happy time. And if you don't want to be happy, then don't come. How's that? <laughs> I love it. Sounds good to me. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scott, thank you so much for, for joining us for this conversation. Of course. No, thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for joining us for this inaugural episode of the New Mexico News Podcast. We'll have much more to come. Stay with us. We'll have another episode next week. And of course, send us your ideas if you have anything you'd like to hear us cover. I am at Chris McKee TV on Twitter and also Chris.McKee at KRQE.com. And you can always reach me at Gabrielle.Burkhardt at KRQE.com. That's in email or on Twitter at GBurkNM. Let us know what you like to hear. Thanks a lot. <laughs>